The second meeting was a bit more challenging, as Vicky said, because lots of those parents have had poor experiences of St. Sampson's. Some had had good experiences and spoke about those good experiences as well. But we need to build that trust so that, so that they can feel more reassured moving forwards. Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Matthew Leach. I'll be joined each week by a guest for a series of podcasts. Each will shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we offer some insight on some of the most important issues we in the Bailiwick face. The quality of education at St Sampson's High School is not good enough. According to the Office for Standards in Education, Children's Services and Skills, more commonly known as Ofsted. It's a damning indictment of one of Guernsey's most important schools and the fallout of the report has inevitably raised concerns within the teaching community, the student body, the political sphere and from parents of students. So what happens now? How does the situation get fixed? I spoke to the Director of Education, Nick Hines, and the Principal of the school, Vicky Godley, to find out if St Sampson's can change, and if so, how. And my first question, I think, was to both of you, independently, and whoever wants to answer first can be, is how are you doing? How have you, how have you been doing after the last few days? It must have been quite an intense couple of days following the publication of this report. It's, it's certainly, you know, it, it's hard in terms of um, headlines and, and how that's reported and it's ensuring that um, the people that you work with and the children that you work for are settled and understand that we are, there's elements of every school that are reported on in terms of what is good and but having that message that we want to improve and move forward. Are you, how are you doing Yeah, as well? I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I think what, what gets lost in some of the... Um, the, the furore around when the, there's negativity about a school is that everybody who works within the education system, whether that's Vicky and her colleagues and all of her teachers, or people centrally, all work in there because they care about what happens to children. You know, and everyone who's working within this system is working, is working to do the best they can for children and people. And there's, at times, people don't do as well as they might do, but the majority of people are working really hard and doing the best they can. And most children and young people across our whole education system are doing well and at times different schools have different struggles and it's our job to support them to ensure that you know schools can do better and children can therefore do well in school as well. And if we um, just touch on the report quickly I suppose, I mean as the principal, did you expect the results that came from Ofsted? Yes and it says that within the report and um, so the school has to do something called a self-evaluation document prior to the inspectors coming into the school so we'd already made those judgments about the school and that sounds terrible in some respects that we knew that there were problems within the school but it should also hearten people that plans are already in place to tackle the areas that have been identified and we have been working on what isn't yet happening and there's lots of reason for that is that it's not fully embedded within the school those changes and that some of that takes time. So that work and productivity was happening even before the, the report came out? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I just wanted to touch base on the, yeah, you know, you had the parents' evening last night. Uh, how did it go? Did you feel that 
what kind of concerns were raised by parents and and do you feel like they came away from last night feeling uh i don't know educated on what was going on and, and hopeful for the future i think in terms of expectations of that meeting there's there's always a want to ensure that parents have more knowledge in terms of what's taking place it's it's worrying when a report such as ours lands on somebody's doorstep um, without any context in terms of what it is. Some of the parents will have had poor experiences at Sampson's Hampson's High School and also want, want to know in terms of why things aren't changing as quickly as, as they would wish. Um, there was helpful conversations in terms of finding out how we develop the curriculum and what the intentions are, helpful questions in terms of what our capacity is in terms of moving forward. But clearly concerns, we want children to feel safe in school and it's their children, and, and rightly so in terms of some of the questions that came across to us. But overall, wanting to work with us to move forwards. And with that partnership, you can do an awful lot. And I think it's worth saying, you know, we held two meetings last night. Um, one, the first meeting was with uh, new parents of children who are going to be starting in September. And they quite rightly turned up with worries and anxieties. They don't know the school well, they don't know Vicky well, they don't know the teachers well. But the majority of those walked away feeling more reassured and informed about what the problems had been. But I hope they were reassured about what some of the things that Vicky and the team are going to do to improve. And what was really positive about that meeting was most of them walked away or spoke to us on the way out saying, what can we do to support the school moving forward to make sure there is a, a good community atmosphere within the school and so we can help to improve the second meeting was a bit more challenging, as Vicky said, because lots of those parents have had poor experience of St. Samson's. Some have had good experiences and spoke about those good experiences as well. But we need to build that trust so that, so that they can feel more reassured moving forwards. How much of this is, is building a good community culture, I suppose? I, I, think, I think something that at first attracted me to Guernsey when I moved here a number of years ago was actually what struck me was, was that the community does work together, the community does pull together in shared goals and shared things to make sure that the community across all areas, whether it's educational or whatever, is successful. We've seen it before in different schools, Vicky will have experienced it in Lamar when they came from quite a low base level to become a really successful school, really good community school where everyone pulls together and works in to ensure that the school is successful and we see it across different areas of the community. I think what St Sampson's needs to develop is that community buy-in, that community ownership of the school. And you know, one thing that is frustrating sometimes is, which I tried to talk about last night, was yes, there's things that have gone wrong, yes, there's things we need to look at so we can learn about how we can make things better in the future. But at the moment, it's not a time for pointing fingers, it's not a time mm. for blame. It's actually focusing our energy on what we need to do now, what we can do to move the school and support the school to move forward quickly so that those outcomes are good now and in the future. Um, so will there be more meetings to come between parents and, uh, and the schools and the education? There were some requests yesterday in terms of parent panels um, to support in, in some of the areas for development and I think that's a really good way forward in terms of working with partnership, what that will look like. I, I, you know, it's, I'm early in terms of developing the, the plan for next year, we've, got the, we've gone through the plan for this year but we've got new staff coming on board as well within senior leadership and for us to be able to develop, we need to develop that plan together. 
but certainly in terms of conversations and up to keeping parents up to date so they build confidence in us is, is part of the communication that needs to take place. And how are the students and how have they been uh, updated on what's been going on and what has their response to have been? So um, initially when the um, report was published on Tuesday um, I held assemblies with every year group um, and, and just really to share that you know they may, may have some upsetting feelings in terms of how St Sampson's is reported I talked to them and I suppose I made simpler some of the areas for development so everybody knew that they needed to play their part as well. How they're feeling I think is mixed. They're proud of their school that they attend, mostly the majority of students. Um, and But what I will say is the end of term in all schools is enrichment activities where they can go and experience other things beyond the classroom. And you know there's good provision there and they're able to spend that time with their teachers and enjoy the last few days of term. Um, so this is, I guess, for maybe for Nick, but uh, you know, either one. Um, does the, this Ofsted report make you feel nervous for future ones? I mean, how how are the other schools um, feeling about the future of being inspected, of being reported on, and being reviewed? I think whenever you introduce a new inspection framework, schools are always a bit apprehensive because they they're not always quite sure how the framework is going to work with regards to inspection. I think, to be fair, most schools welcome external inspection because what it does is is validate what they already know about their school and so although it's never um you know schools can be apprehensive i think majority of schools once they understand the process welcome welcome that process it doesn't necessarily make me feel nervous about future inspections i think if if inspections and outcomes that we don't know about are being shared at the external inspection that's what makes me nervous because it makes me realize we don't know our schools well enough um external inspection is an important part of developing and supporting schools to move forward but it has to be the starting point as opposed to the end point it has to be okay so now the validation about what we know about our schools has been externally um, validated if you like that's the starting point about how we then move forward it doesn't it's not the end point about this is terrible yeah and, and it has to it has to be the beginning as opposed to the end and i think some of the rhetoric, um, if I can be completely honest about what an inspection result does and, you know, some of the soul-searching about what on earth has gone wrong, where do we go, that has to be done, but it has to be moving forward. It has to be what do we do to improve, otherwise we can get sucked into the mire of continually looking to blame somebody else. We can blame officers, we can blame politicians, we can blame school leaders, we can blame parents, we can blame the community. None of that helps. What helps is when people start working together and recognise that together we have a situation that needs to be improved. Now, in the future, we do need to look back and see what went wrong and where went wrong so it doesn't happen again. But at the moment, that's not the time for this. Isn't it easier to identify where the issue is if we kind of figure out where the problem lies or where the problem has lied in the past? Yeah, and, and, so, and sometimes that's more simple than others. You know, some, you, you, can, you can point to very... Um, specific things either within the school or within our education system where you can say if if that had happened that wouldn't have, that would have been you know that wouldn't have happened at that point but there are there are some really deep underlying issues and some systemic things which which have caused a whole range of of things some of which we couldn't control which is which has put St Samson's into a position of difficulty and we can't ignore that actually Covid has played a part in there yeah 
you know, I've got absolute faith that, you know, the school wouldn't be in a position it's in now, two years after Vicky being in post, if we hadn't had COVID. Because, you know, Vicky coming into post two years ago, recognised and identified the problems we're talking about now, following external inspection within the first two or three months. However, after that two or three months, we've had 18 months of COVID on and off, lockdowns, which actually were affected to schools less than the period of trying to remain open and staff off, students off mm. at different points in time. I think there was some data from one of the schools the other day where over a period of six weeks there was only one day when all children across all year groups attended school. We've had a constant churn of either staff being off or children being off at different times, which has caused gaps in children's learning, staff having to cover different classes, staff having to cover different subject areas, which hasn't been ideal. And if, as a school leader, that's really difficult to try and get that impetus to make the change when you haven't got the people around you or their availability to start to start putting that change in quickly. Because it can't be particularly representative of the school normally the last couple of years, surely. No, no, certainly not. And, and whenever you come back into school after closure um, and at different phases, particularly this year, we've had something called enhanced measures where bubbles within schools take place and therefore you have to have different procedures to make the school work in 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 whilst ever that happens so children and staff are learning new procedures and then we go back to normal procedures and then we have to go back into procedures and so there's no constant for a period of time um so Ofsted will be how many schools will be uh inspected by Ofsted over the next couple of years and what, how long is our contract with Ofsted so we'll all of our schools will be inspected by by Ofsted over the next three to four years. Okay. Um, and that's the length of the contract. Oh, okay. So they've um, the, the contract was paused during COVID. We signed it actually um, just about when we went into COVID, and then we couldn't we couldn't go ahead with any with any inspections. They weren't available because they could weren't allowed to inspect, and then we weren't able to welcome them to be inspected because of our restrictions. So the contract now runs for the length of um, inspecting all schools on the island. And is it more of a political decision whether or not that contract is then carried forward or renewed, I suppose? Yeah, the, I mean, the, 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 the choice of any external inspection is a political decision. Um, so, so far it's been, since Sampson's and Vale Primary School they've been inspected, but has, I believe Lavoie School has been inspected yeah. as well. Um, when can we expect a report on that one? So Levoir School was also inspected. We haven't received the draft report yet. And because we haven't received it and we're so close, because we haven't received it as yet and we're so close to the end of term, that probably won't be coming out now until the, um, the autumn term because they don't release reports outside term time. Okay, fair enough. Um, more of a, a school question again, then if we can bring it back round to that, is um, I asked about the students, but how are the teachers? I think um, subdued, upset, but also um, a real drive in terms of when they come back, wanting to start and making sure that we're together. Um, so w without doubt, you know, just like students, and all of us in that community are proud to be part of the community. So anything that's in black and white that is quite as damning as the report is, it's hard news to take and understand. So that was delivered to um, staff on Monday evening, just before the report was released, and, and very subdued and upsetting in terms of what it was. Um, although they knew what the priorities were, 
it and what we have been working on it's always hard to read it when somebody external comes in and identifies it as well and Ofsted will Ofsted will be returning is it this academic year is it multiple times or is it just once um so they'll be returning as part of a monitoring visit that's a date yeah. to be decided they they mon- do monitoring visits after a school has been rated as in- inadequate in uh, one or more areas and those monitoring visits typically take place within 12 to 18 months okay um i guess a kind of final question is um how confident are you confident are you that we can turn around this situation within 12 months I think I think any school leader has to have confidence in terms of improvement and I think you shouldn't be a school leader if you don't think that's possible um, and I've no doubt that some areas will move faster than others but the intent is there what we have to do is build the confidence and ensure we have the capacity and constantly reflect in terms of how well we're doing it over the next year to ensure that we're doing the very best for young people because ultimately that's why every one of us is in that school. And I mean, and I would add, you know, we have absolute confidence in Vicky and her new team that's coming in to work alongside or alongside the existing teachers and new teachers coming in. Um, Ofsted will make a, a, um, a comment about each of the areas for improvement as part of their monitoring visit and we'll talk about the progress that's been made against each of those areas of improvement. I think we need to be really careful that we don't say everything is going to be fixed in 12 months because everything isn't going to be fixed in 12 months. Things will have improved significantly in 12 months, but there will always be things to do and there will always be improvements to make. You know, you don't get a school um, going from inadequate in some of those areas to outstanding within 12 months. But what we want to see is that, is that change and that move forward so that when the school does move up to requires improvement, when the school moves up to good, and then hopefully when the school moves up to excellent or outstanding, that it's embedded and sustainable. It's not a quick fix. It's something which is built over time so that when we get there, we know that it's secure and we know it's safe and we know that it's not something which is going to flip back to being inadequate in a space of two or three months. So it has to be embedded, it has to be secure, it has to have the systems around it to make sure that it's sustainable in its long term. And uh, so will Ofsted be releasing updated reports then throughout the next academic year on, on where we're at and what has been met? What, what Ofsted will do, they will, they will write a letter which is um, identifying the areas um, of improvement and the progress that school has made against those areas of improvement as a result of their monitoring visit. From an internal point of view, we'll continue working with Vicky and her team to look and work with her to make sure that the progress is being made over time so it won't be we're not just going to leave the school now to work by itself and have another Ofsted what we always do with all of our schools is is monitor support challenge over the period of of an academic year anyway because St Samson's find itself in a position where they have more to do which has been identified through an external inspection we'll work with them more frequently and more often to look at the improvements that they've made and it's not just about checking up it's actually to make sure that they've got the resources they need to move forward as well so that's what we're doing over the course of the year fantastic is there anything else you'd like to add no thanks man that's all right thank you very much for your time
Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it, I know it's a pain, but please like and share. It all helps. And remember, you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the Bailiwick. You can find us online, on social, on email and on internet radio. There'll be more from me, Matthew Leach and all the Bailiwick Express team next Friday.